Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Welcome to the uh, call on Sunday uh, February 26th, today's call is called uh, How to Figure Men Out. And it uh, seems like we have another guest coming in uh, from uh, Central Colorado. Welcome from uh, Central Colorado. How are you doing? Hello. Okay, still getting... Oh, Hello. yeah, sorry. Yes, it's Brad. Okay, Brett. You said Brett? Yeah, Beth. Beth. Oh, okay. My friend Beth. Hey, Beth. Ah. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Tony. Hey, welcome. Welcome. All right, all right. So we got ourselves a a mini crowd here. This is good. This is good. So um, today uh, the call is called uh, Happily, not Happily, uh, not Happily Nothing. Uh, How to Figure Man Out. And uh, so I'll officially uh, introduce myself. My name is Tony Veer. Uh, welcome to the call. I'm, I'm grateful that you're here, so thank you for coming. And uh, I acknowledge you for being here because, you know, you could be doing lots of other things. and and uh, But you're not. You're here, and uh, I'm going to assert that you would only be here if you had a commitment. So I'm here to honor your commitment to getting whatever it is that you need to get plus whatever it is I'm offering. Uh, I'm going to invite you to uh, ask questions throughout if you feel the need to do so. But uh, there might be some times when I say, listen, that answer will come. I'll let you know that ahead of time. I do want to be responsible. The call starts, um, this call is designed to be ending at uh, uh, 9 o'clock. That should not be a problem. You should be able to stay within the timeline. Um, not a problem. I'm also going to let you know that towards the end, I'm going to let you know about a program. And I do have the offer, so I don't want you to be like, hey, how come me you're telling them about that offer? Or you didn't say that in the intro or whatever. So I'm letting you know. That towards the end, I'm going to let you know how you could take full advantage of, you know, even more stuff. If this, if this, you thought this was great, you're going to be amazed with that other stuff. So uh, I'll let you know. But in the meantime, I'm going to go to this particular uh, program called How to Figure Man Out. So uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, again, my name is Tony Veer. I am a native New Yorker, born and raised in the South Bronx, one of my uh, most enjoyable uh, pieces of information experiences is that I was in uh, high school with the, uh, the, the father of hip-hop, um, the guy who created the genre, named DJ Cool Hurt. I am uh, honored that I went to school with him. I went to at least 10 of those programs. I saw um, breakdancing when it first got started. It's amazing. Um, so, yes, I'm a native New Yorker from the South Bronx, otherwise known as the Boogie Down. Um, I am a sports fan. <laughs> Love the, the Yankees, the Knicks, and the uh, uh, Giants even though they're all breaking my heart right now. Um, I've been a relationship coach since uh, 2006, and uh, I've created um, uh, between, uh, uh, I'm going to say about 24 different programs. So I'm also a program creator, a writer. Um, I actually have a Facebook page. I believe everybody that's on the call has been on the uh, Facebook page a few times. 
uh, Tony Veer's relationship advice. And uh, I usually post between 12 and 20 items every day. A couple of people here came uh, just coming in from New York. Welcome. I don't know who you are, but I'll give you a chance to introduce yourselves in a little bit. Um, you know, in addition to uh, those things I just said, uh, I've read um, somewhere in the area of about 3,000 books. I am a reader. I love knowing stuff. And uh, I know how to apply it, so I'm not uh, coming up with uh, uh, fake facts and stuff like that. <laughs> also, um, I've uh, personally taken over 18,000 hours in personal development training. So that would mean, um, you know, uh, classes, coaching, uh, um, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I've been in the world of uh, personal development since 1999, and that has a lot to do with me being here. Um, my purpose in life is to have love present on the planet, deliver love as a state of mind and a way of life, leave people better than I found them, and to connect people to their life purpose. That's why I do this. I can't stop doing it. It's like me being a salmon trying to not swim upstream when it's time for me to do that. I can't stop, have no interest in it. So I want you to know that's a reason why I'm here, because I get a chance to deliver that through this particular program. So um, with that said, I'm going to focus on uh, why you actually came, because as much as uh, I want you to hear about, you know, me, you really want to hear about how to figure that out. I don't blame you. It took me a while to do it myself. <laughs> so, um, so what we're going to cover today is um, why it's so tough to figure man out. Then uh, the five types of men you are normally going to come across. And then how to get men to tell on themselves. Um, because you want men to be able to tell on themselves. <laughs> so, um, so let me just uh, uh, set you up so that you actually can get the most out of today's uh, session. Uh, first off, I'm inviting you to take notes because I'm going to be saying a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm going to invite you to uh, ask questions at the, towards the end or in the middle or whatever. Um, but uh, you're going to want to take notes, even if though this is going to be recorded. Uh, you're going to want to take notes. And then um, uh, well, one of the reasons that – hello? Tony Marion just joined. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear your name. Who is this? Marion. Oh, Marion. Awesome. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Um, thank my you. I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'm grateful, grateful that you're here. You didn't miss thank you. Didn't miss the, Anything critical just yet? So okay, um, I'm gonna go on mute. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. So uh, the first thing is again, you want to take notes because uh, I have a habit of saying stuff I never said before, uh, which is one of the reasons why I like recording what I do. Um, but you you're gonna want to uh, uh, take notes. All right, that's the first thing. The second thing is I'm inviting you to commit to really uh, applying this to your life even after this call. So there's like four different levels of knowing this. One is called unconscious incompetence. You don't even know. You don't know. Then there's conscious incompetence. Oh, gee, I just found out I don't know. Then there is conscious competence. Oh, I know that. And then there's unconscious competence. This is when you're driving and you didn't realize how you got to work until you thought about it about a half hour after you got to work because you drive the same way so effectively you don't even think about it anymore. So I'm inviting you to consider taking this information into you the same way you automatically know how to drive with ease. Um, and so, you know, I'm inviting you to do that. You should do that. And uh, so there you go. So now, with that, let's get started. 
So the reason man is so hard to figure out, the reason man is so hard to figure out is because they are designed to be hard to figure out by the creator. That's how God created men, to be hard to figure out. Men have the ability to hide while standing in plain sight. They're able to do it because they're designed by nature to be hunters and as such have the gift of camouflage. Hunters hide from whatever it is they're going after until they're close enough to capture it. If you pay attention to how lions, tigers, sharks, hawks, any other species that hunts goes about hunting, then you'll see what I'm talking about. So hunters use camouflage, whether it's their genetically designed camouflage or something they have to get to use, such as grass, bushes, trees, whatever. Men have genetically installed camouflage. It can best be described as a mask. The mask that men wear is what I call the poker face. They walk around with a basically expressionist face. If you'll notice, when you walk around and look at men, you'll see a bunch of straight-faced humans. They maintain an expressionless face because that's how we're wired. In addition, the, folk, the poker face mask is so simple, potent, and effective because it doesn't occur like a mask. But if you can't tell how a man is feeling because he's not letting his feelings show when he's keeping his face expressionless, he's hiding in plain sight behind his camouflage. In fact, men don't even relate to themselves as wearing a mask, which is another reason why it's so effective. You can't tell how they're thinking or feeling behind their poker face unless you know them and they trust you. Men are great at using their poker face mask. The minute you know they've pulled back and go silent, you're left wondering what happened, right? I know this drives women crazy. As many women as I coach, and they'd be like, how can we stop talking? I can't figure them out. Anybody on a call had that problem ever in life, ever? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing. That's the laughter of recognition because I, I get it. Why do men wear masks? By withholding how they feel or whatever they're thinking, they give others the opportunity, oh, excuse me, yeah, they give others the opportunity to tell on themselves before they themselves attempt to do anything. So the reason men do this is because when men or even any other creature think they're dealing with a man who's not confident, not successful, not aware, that man gets treated poorly, he gets bullied, or he gets thrown away because no one respects a man who's a loser, and no one wants to be thrown away. So men either give everyone their poker face or their other two main facial expressions, anger or happiness. So you probably notice men are either happy, angry, or they ain't got no facial expression whatsoever. You know, they have maybe various levels of anger, but not much. And so that's what happens. This, this is, so has anybody got any questions around this so far? I mean, I'm going to keep going, but 
Tony, it's so true. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, so now I know that women need to feel safe and secure. The only way, though, that you're going to feel safe and secure with a man is if he's capable of getting you what you want, protecting you, and maintaining integrity. That means he needs to be effective at making sure those things happen consistently. That also means he needs to be successful at what he does, which means you want a successful man. That's a good thing because that's how men are designed and what they most want to achieve in life. So now, some of the places that men use their masks, they wear their masks. Men wear their masks in every area of life, but let me just give you a few examples. Men wear their masks during competition because they don't want people to think that they might lose or they might cave in. So they don't want to lose. If you think about when... um, Donald Trump was having his uh, was in the uh, the, the Republican um, primaries. You know the way he chewed up Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was trying not to look that way, but he couldn't. He couldn't look like he couldn't stop looking like he was losing. And he lived the effects that all men do not want to experience. Did not a man want to experience what Jeb Bush had to go through in, a, in, a, in a, a, the primaries for the Republican national? And I'm just using him as a, as a graphic example because this is what happened recently, right? So this happens in football. There was uh, the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago where the Atlanta Braves were killing the New England Patriots. I can't even understand how the New England won. But they were killing them, and they ended up losing. They don't want to lose. No man ever wants to lose. I don't think anybody wants to lose. But for us, it's like we're no longer safe and secure. It's like a danger for us. And so men wear a poker face when they're competing. They're in dating especially during dating. Men don't want to look weak, scared, confused, or desperate to you because you will translate that into loser, not comfortable. Maybe he's in the friend zone if he actually gets anything happening at all. So so men are scared you're going to turn them down. You're going to give them a hard time and all of this stuff, but they can't let you see their fear. If you don't want to see their fear, because you see their fear, that's just enough reason for you to you book. It'll be like you're right. He ain't strong enough, for you. so he got to play a poker face. Got to until he learns that he doesn't have to worry about that anymore, and he'll be happy. When it comes to relationships, men don't want to be trapped, emasculated, or controlled. I was having a post today on my Facebook page that said something about the fact that um. Uh, you know, you want to scare a man, the best way to scare a man is to ask him, where's this relationship going? Because now, all of a sudden, he might be trapped. He might get controlled. He might get emasculated by you. He don't know that you're going to do it because he don't know if you can control yourself or if you even know that you're going to do it or if you know that you actually do it. So he's just going to play poker face and let you tell on yourself by what you do and your actions. So when it comes to relations, men are going to be wearing their poker face, unless they're happy or angry. Employment. Men don't want to lose respect, money. They just they don't want to get you know demoted. They don't want to get fired. And so men wear when they're working around the jobs, they wear a poker face, plain sight, look like they just mind their business, but 
You can't read the kind of faces unless it gets extra emotional. Sales. Men don't want to lose sales. They don't want to be homeless because if they ain't making no sales, they ain't eating and nobody else is either. Uh, so the thing about the mask is that until they know that you're going to be somebody they could trust and be safe with, until they know you're emotionally safe, they can't take the mask off. Can't. Because they're not on the same wavelength with you emotionally. And so rather than that, what happens is it's sort of like taking the wind out of this, out of your sails. You could argue and scream and do all that stuff, but if he got nothing to say, you got you eventually run out of things to react to, to respond to, and so then you just be like walk away. And then he's that's the first time he starts to feel safe when you're no longer attacking him. And this doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna automatically attack a guy, but what else happens is <laughs> guys feel that way because some of these women have done that to them before you. They don't trust that you won't do it, if that makes any sense. Like, you're, rather than people paying it forward with each other in relationships, they end up leaving such a bad scar on somebody. And women do it to men as well as men do it to women. We do it to each other. That he's like, I don't know if you're going to be like the rest of them. You know, I know somebody on this call was mentioning that before we hit record something to the effect of, you know, having a past affecting their relationship in the present. So, you know, men men wear masks. They all do. We all do. And um, society kind of trains us, but it's also a part of us because for us to get what we want to get, we can't let anybody know that we're feeling anything except we're confident or they can't tell where we're going until the last second. So uh, before I move any further, uh, anybody have anything you want to say or ask? Okay, well, I'm going to take that. Yeah. This is yes. Genevieve. Yes. So I have to say that just by listening to you um, talk about men, I, I've given up um, make wrong. Yes. Um, for, for someone who's hiding, apparently. <laughs> okay. Um, and just more like now I'm more interested in what's going on over there. Like what what's happening. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. So I want to go a little further into that. Um first what I'm gonna do is I wanna let you know the the basically the type of guys you're gonna run across. And the reason why I want to share this with you is because um whether it's intentional, unconscious, or whatever, generally speaking, women have a narrow view of how men are. It's like, it's kind of like all men are the same, how, how as, as men we experience it as when we look at wedding cakes and we look at the bride and groom on top, the bride always has some unique, special thing going on, and the guys all look the same, same tuxedo saying hair. It's like like when we look at that, we, we feel kind of replaceable. Like we're all the same. And one of the things that I've noticed over the time I've been coaching over the last 10 years is 
Um, a lot of times women get mad at guys for not thinking the way they think. How come he didn't get my hint? How come he didn't see how much I need this to happen? How come he's not watching me and all of this stuff? And then getting, rather than have a conversation, get mad at him for not doing what she wants him to do. Um, by the way, that is called um, an expectation. And an expectation is not the same thing as an agreement. So if you don't make any agreements with him verbally where he says, okay, I'm going to do this, then you just have expectations and you're mad at him for not hearing the, ex- hearing the agreement you made with yourself in your mind without telling him. And so what I want to let you know is that there's, there is some different types of men. There's a lot more different types than what I'm about to say, but I'm going to give you the five basic types of guys that are out there so that you could notice, oh, guys are different. Um, and they, you know, wear their mask differently and that kind of stuff. But you, you'll see the five different types of guys because here is coming. So, um, so the first guy, uh, I'll, I'll tell you their names first before I t- describe it to you. So there's a guy called Elmer Fudd, another guy called Mr. Nice Guy, third guy called uh, the Rebel Without a Cause, fourth guy, I'll tell him uh, Mr. Popular, and then fifth guy called him The Rock. So let me tell you about these five guys. Elmer Fudd, he's a really good guy, nice, innocent, but he doesn't know about masks. So he probably doesn't really wear one, and if he does, um, he's only keeping the mask on to keep from looking stupid. He's not all that necessarily sophisticated, and when you get to know him, you'd be wondering why he's not paying attention to your, your tip, your clues. You know, it doesn't seem to be that sophisticated. It doesn't maybe even always seem to be that awake or aware. But that's that's the Elmer Fudd. He's a guy that um, he's he's got his mask on, but it's it's only to keep from looking stupid, and really not much else. But he's a good guy. He will do whatever happens, and he's probably going to smile a lot more when he's with somebody he could trust than than a typical guy. But that's uh, my man, Mr. Elmer Fudd. Number two, Mr. Nice Guy. The nice guy wears the mask of savior. He's hiding that he's desperate to be with somebody or with someone, or at least to be liked. Mr. Nice guy, his mask, if he's smiling, is to make you like him. He wants you to like him. And, you know, I'm sure plenty of y'all have had experience with plenty of, you know, guys that's so nice it kind of feels kind of creepy sometimes. And not they're all kind of creepy, but, you know, and there's some women that, that that's their perfect guy. But generally speaking, um, he's too nice for, for a woman that likes a guy with a little edge, a little strength, a little confidence. But he does exist, and I'm sure that everybody's bumped up against those kind of guys. Uh, the next guy, I call him a rebel without a cause. This guy is real good with wearing a mask because he won't let you see he's never going to commit. That's why he's a rebel without a cause. Only time you'll discover, only time, um, only time will uncover his mask uh, unless you learn how to see through men. Because he's always going to have a back door, an excuse. But he's a nice guy. He keeps himself, you know, handled. He usually got his business handled for the most part. And um, he's smiling, but he's like, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. That's him. The fourth guy, I call him um, uh, Mr. Popular, but he's really a player. He's hard to recognize because he knows exactly what to say to you and raise your hormone levels so high that you can't see straight. 
He puts you under a spell to keep you in control and to keep control of the situation because most players somewhere along the line got hurt by a female when they were young, and they refused to get hurt again. So in many ways, he's protecting his heart, yet wants to have fun and knows women enough to be able to get them but not enough to trust them and truly love them. Most players are heartbroken, and they've been heartbroken so long they forgot about it. They forgot how it happened. Uh, unless they're by themselves, they're taking a shower, or they're you know, having a hard time, and they're by themselves. Otherwise, they're just playing because they're like, you ain't, they ain't happening to me again. That's the player. And his mask don't look like a mask because he's liking to play, smile a little bit more. He's smooth. You know, he feels like the exact kind of guy you want to have. Because uh, he knows you know he knows women enough to know how to play the game with them. That's why he called a player. And then the fifth guy called him the Rock. This man is only for mature audiences only. <laughs> He's probably the most authentic, trusting, and vulnerable man you're likely to come across. If you can't see who he really is, he'll keep it moving. This really is the guy most women dream of, but because he doesn't fit their script. They miss out on being with him. And if he doesn't fit your script, but he's a guy who ends up being married for 40 years with somebody who finally recognizes who he is. Does anybody have any friends in their life that been married for more than 20 years and um, they know that they, um, that the couple, either he or she didn't think that that was a person for them and then they got married and they can't leave each other? Has anybody experienced that or, or you know, know people like that in their life? Only my parents. Uh-huh. Not surprised. What did you I call the, the fifth guy? The, the first guy? I called him Elmer Fudd. The fifth one. The last one. The fifth guy. Oh, the last one I called him The Rock. The Rock. Okay. Yeah, he's The Rock. He's a stable guy. He's committed to being himself. He's still walking around with a mask, but he's committed to being himself because He's not trying to get played, but he's also not committed to playing anybody. He's, like, serious about this. He knows who he is, and um, he's only going to be with somebody who knows who they are. And I'm going to talk more about that a little later. But when it comes down to it, women want a guy that's most like The Rock. Another thing about this guy, The Rock, is he's a lot – he understands the other four types, the other four guys. And that's why he don't want to be those guys. <laughs> but he don't fit a script. You know, he could be a sloppy guy. He could be short, you know, but he's going to be the guy for you because he's there for you. He'll keep his eye on you. He'll take care of you. But he's also going to be wearing his mask. But his mask is to keep you from seeing that he's hurt so that he can provide for you and perform for you like you need to do. So I want to give you those five. There's more different types of guys, but I want to give you at least those five so you don't get trapped in all guys are the same because they ain't. They're about as um, similar to each other as women are to each other. It's just that because we've got the poker face, you know, we do have some habits that y'all don't understand, but we have habits and mindsets and ways of thinking that are uh, that are similar, even though they're unique, but it, it's so you keep bumping up and get the same results all the time, a woman might be thinking, oh, it's, 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 this guy's all the same, you know. The women that are hurt often think that. Not not every woman, obviously. So um, I just want to put that in there so that you 
don't fall victim to that and have that get in the way of your success in relationships. So now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to cover how to get men to tell on themselves. Anybody interested in hearing about that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, by the way, there's a couple of people from New York. I know I heard Eve on the call, but a couple of other folks got on the call a little late. Who's on the call? I just want to know so I can say hi and be your friend on the call for real. You know? Noreen here from New York. Hi, Tom. Oh, my goodness. How you doing, Noreen? Four, 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 four. There you go. I'm, yes, my love. Four, 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 four. Blessing. <laughs> You're right on it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, this is a, this is a code word. Y'all ain't going to know the code. Sorry. Uh, and who else is, uh, just got on a little while ago from New York? Uh, Megan. Marion. Oh. I'm from New oh. York, Tony. Yeah, Ma- yeah. Somebody came on after you. That's that's what I was thinking. I was going to say um, double up on the four, 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 four. Is he back? Awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Now I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm still loving everybody on the call. Y'all have no idea. All right. Good. So, um, and by the way, you will get the recording for y'all that came late. I, you didn't hear me say that, but. You will get the recordings. You can listen to this because you're going to want to hear this a few times until this becomes a part of you, you know. So uh, what I'm now going to do is I am going to um, talk uh, about how to get men to tell on themselves. So first got to give you the setup. Um, and then I'm going to tell you why it works, and I'm going to tell you how to make it work. So first is the setup. Uh, unless a man trusts you, Unless he trusts you, you aren't going to see how they feel. But there are ways you can figure them out without them ever knowing you're doing it. Secret code. I know my man Marty is probably happy to hear this so he could protect himself. <laughs> but I want you all to get this because y'all women are, because you have your connection to emotions, Y'all have the power to make relationships work or not. That's 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 a whole other conversation down the road. But when you understand that you have the power to make relationships work, you'll be able to, you'll be willing to use this in a way that um, opens up his heart and makes the relationship work. So let me just tell you what this is, okay? Men don't realize that they tell on themselves in certain situations. What they're most vulnerable to is if you tap into their natural focus on solutions. Men are solution oriented to the point where y'all can call y'all can call a Mr. Fix It. I don't need you to fix me, I just want you to listen. Sometimes you want to let them fix you even when you don't need them to fix so you can actually find out something. You're gonna find out about it in a minute. If you let them go into fix it mode, they'll also tell you who they are. Here's how you do it. You got three different ways. Ask them for their opinion on things, number one. Number two, learn and understand man speak. It took me years for me to become a gender language translator, which means I can speak male to women, translate whatever he's saying to y'all so you can get it, and vice versa. That takes a while, but that's something you could also do. And then number three, help him win. So let me say those three again. Ask him for his opinions on things, learn man speak, help him win. So I'm going to cover these. So 
um, from a time standpoint, it doesn't work to talk about the second thing. That's a long conversation. Um, the third thing I might be able to touch on in just a little bit, but uh, what I'm going to share about later, I'll be able to talk to you more about both the second and the third thing. But for now, uh, what I'm going to uh, share is that when it comes to helping him win, you'll have to give him give up. Excuse me, you'll have to give up thinking like a woman to some degree when you're dealing with him and come from his way of thinking because you won't do a good job doing that, helping him win, if you're upset that he doesn't think or react the way you would. When women get upset with men for this reason, they leave their man feeling like she bailed on him, and he'll end up bailing on you. So you have to go about thinking and listening to him with a different mindset than you may have right now. When you demonstrate that you're all about making him win, you're also telling him you're not going to throw him away. You're there for the duration, ride or die. Every man has been looking for that woman his entire life and will never let go if he finds somebody that's like that, if he loves her and the relationship is working. But then again, this is a mind shift, uh, a mindset shift and you know, it's, it's uh, a few pointers is not going to help it out. You, it's, what'll have to happen is you, you'll have to like see all the ways that you think that get in the way, resolve them, and then you'll be able to do that without going into any glitches. That takes a while. Now, it don't take forever, but it's it's not that easy to do on a ninety minute call. So I'm going to put that aside. But the first thing I want to talk about, which is getting him to talk about his opinions. That's simple and probably the easiest and the most prolific because you're going to be in regular conversation with the guy. So let me tell you about how that goes. The reason why asking a man for his opinion works so well is because men don't really have opinions. Men don't have opinions. Opinion is, hey, this is how I feel about this. I was thinking about this like this. Men don't have it like that. You know what men have? They don't have what they know to do, their experience, or how they would act if they was in that situation. Um, uh, Marty, you still on the call? Yep. So uh, is what I said, does that sound like it rings true for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and for the guys you coach, by the way, Marty's a, a relationship coach out there in the West Coast. So, um <laughs> The guys you coach, they ain't got no opinions either, right? They just got, like, what they're going to say and do, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I forgot you was on the call until I just said that. Anyhow, okay, great. So, for example, if you ask a man for his opinion on success or parenthood, he'll tell you his, his quote-unquote opinion on success or parenthood, which in reality is he's telling you what he'd do in those situations and won't realize he's not telling you how he feels about it, like a woman would. That's because men respect your request for an opinion as if you need coaching or consulting. So they give you advice, coaching, or consulting. Because they think that if you're asking them their opinion, you must want something fixed. They don't know you're asking them how, to, how do they feel about a topic. 
they think you want to know how to deal with that topic. So they will tell you how to fix it, but they're also telling you how they would do it. The reason this is so great and so effective is because they'll indirectly be telling you the principles they live their life by, whether it be success, greed, selfishness, love, support, or whatever. When you hear them tell you how they deal with a burglar or police officer, a bankruptcy or whatever, they're telling you who they really are. They may or may not be telling you what they would really do because let me back that up because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep, I want to make sure I don't miss anything here. So I am, I am reading a little bit of this, right? So what may, uh, excuse me, they may or may not be telling you what they would really do because they learn more things they'll, that'll change their tactics and strategies down the road. But what they must like, what they most likely will not change is their character. So if you ask a guy's opinion today, he might give you a different opinion three months from now because he learned some new stuff or he had some new experiences that changed his opinion about stuff, but he's always telling you where he's at. Is that clear? Yes. All right, good. Good, good, good. All right, thanks for speaking for everybody. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, when you ask the opinion, they're giving you their opinion in service of being your consultant, in service of taking care of you. So you don't really want to get annoyed when a guy offers you something when you ask because he's going to tell you who he is. So you want to ask guys all the time. As a matter of fact, I've observed over the years that the relationships that work the best are the relationships where um, the woman is in charge of the relationship but the man doesn't know it, and she doesn't act like it. So she gets him to do stuff, and as she's getting him to do stuff, she's learning how he thinks and how he acts and what inspires him. So by getting a guy to do stuff, even if you know how to do it yourself, but you get him to do stuff, he will love that you let him because you let him be successful. It's not like you want to – it's not ego. It's, it's DNA. So if a woman thinks that a guy needs to be successful – because his ego is demanding it, she's sorely mistaken, and that's a blind spot that's going to keep her unhappy in a relationship as if she actually gets into and stays in a relationship. That is, you should throw that one away. That's like a guy laughing at you and sneering at you because you get scared from, you know, your safety and security needs. So guys need to be successful. You want to use that to let them teach you how to understand them. Does that, that make sense? I know you got that. Okay. So I didn't understand that. You, you did Sorry, not? I did not. Okay, so what did you not understand? I'm supposed to let guys help me so that they can feel successful. That's part of it. But another part of it is to let them help you because they're going to tell you, tell on themselves about you. They will tell you who they are. They don't know that they don't have their mask on. They're just doing what they're doing. So you will learn who they are and how to best interact with them by letting them help you because they will show you who they are and how they do things, not just how they fix the sink, but like what's driving them wanting to fix the sink. How, if they do this around the sink, how are they going to act when you're out at a party? You want to watch their character when they're doing these things for you, 
not so much their skill set at fixing sinks. Does that communicate? Yes, it does. Okay, great. That's really what I'm saying. Let them do whatever they do, and then you watch their character, and then you can actually learn how to build a relationship around that character. Or, hey, that guy's character, I'm not digging that at all. So maybe I need to leave him alone before you start asking the question, where's his relation going? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yes. See, it's, it's not because you want him to do stuff and be your slave. It's more like you want to let him do stuff so he can teach you who he is so you can watch his character. So let me share with you how to do this. Um, so the five steps to getting men to tell on themselves is, one, you guys have to learn how to ask questions properly. I'm going to teach you how to do that in a minute. Number two, do not interrupt. I learned um, in 2006, 2005 or 2006, I learned that the best thing that comes out of a man's mouth is the very last sentence he says. If you interrupt him, you're going to shut him down because he's thinking out loud. Men think out loud when they talk. Like, gee, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. <sighs> and a man will tell you when he's done. He will say, you know what? That's all I got. If you remember anybody, if you remember watching Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump would say at the end of his, whatever he said, oh, that's all I got to say about that. Almost every man has a version of that. So you want to listen for that because otherwise you'll miss out or where they're really coming from. They'll feel like you're interrupting them, and then they'll stop talking. I know women talk with each other because, like, you finishing your friend's sentence is kind of letting your friend know, hey, I'm with you. I understand how you feel. I'm following you. Men don't need that. Men don't talk like that. Men talk out loud until they finish. And if you ever watch a group of men talk together, unless they're, like, in politics or something, you know, they're in Congress arguing over a law or something, nine times out of ten, they let each other finish because that's how they talk. So if you really want to hear a guy tell you who he is, you got to wait until he finished, even if you got to be silent for 20 seconds. So first thing is to ask questions properly. I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that. Second is don't interrupt him. He doesn't need you to verify that you're listening to him by finishing his sentences. That actually is counterproductive because men don't think that way. Second thing is, to, you know, don't interrupt. The third thing is to ask for clarity if you need it. You probably won't need it, but if you do, you should ask for clarity, but only after he says he's finished because he might have caught himself, and then before you can ask him, he's already cleared himself up. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is don't bother disagreeing unless it's just too repulsive. It's like too harsh for you to deal with. If, if, you don't, if you don't like it, you just know how to deal with the guy. You don't have to shut down him and give him a hard time. Just leave. Because now he told you something that you don't want to hear. And so rather than give him a hard time or fighting with him or correcting him, nah, 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 he told you who he is, now you should go. And by the way, often times I've noticed over the years that um, when people tell you something the first time, when you first meet them, the first time they tell you something, they tell them the truth. I've seen it so many times when somebody says something and I didn't agree with it. I'm like, get out of here. Oh, I could change that. And then three months, six months, a year later, we have the same conversation. That happened three times too many for me personally. <laughs> so um, I'll just say that. And then um, the last thing of the five steps is to make sure he feels completely listened to. It's not that you listen to him completely. He needs to feel like you listen to him completely. 
if you've ever talked to, talked to somebody and they say they heard you, but you didn't have the experience of them listening to you, as far as you're concerned, they didn't listen to you no matter how much they say they did. You want to leave him with that feeling. So let me give you these five steps, and I'm going to walk through those five steps. So the five steps are, one, ask questions properly. Second, don't interrupt. Third, ask for clarity, but only after he's finished. Fourth, don't disagree unless it's just too repulsive. You can't stand it anymore. you got to go away. But be as patient as possible and let him tell on yourself and give yourself a reason to want to leave, walk away because it's not the right guy for you or whatever. But, like, you want to save disagreements when you're trying to find out who he is in this conversation, you want to leave that alone uh, at all costs, you know, like at all costs, because you, you want to get to know him, because if you do that, you give him a hard time because you disagree with him, the next time you ask his opinion, he's going to be less likely to want to do it. So don't mess with that at all costs. If you, you know, like that, right? And then the last piece is to make sure he feels completely listened to completely. He feels that way. Uh, and then, you know, know it, and they smile, and, you know, they, 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 if they're not continuously having a conversation, they feel like you heard them. Now, number one, you got to practice the technique of how to ask men questions. Um, ask any of the following questions in an open-minded way. What do you think about? How do you feel about, what's your opinion about, what would you do in this situation? Do you have any opinions about? Those are open-minded questions. The guy's not, he's going to feel like you're probably asking for some advice. He's not going to feel like you're putting him, trapped him in, his, in the corner. So to give you an example of what I mean, let's say uh, we got some folks coming from the south now. All of a sudden, I like it. So let's just say you are, um, uh, asking a guy to um, asking him, what's his, uh, does he have any opinions about something? I think I got distracted by the, uh, somebody from Louisiana and, and East Virginia. Um, <laughs> welcome to the call. Um, Thank when you, you ask me, oh, hello? Sorry, I did. Okay. Oh. Um, Whoever's got the child in the back, please uh, put it on yourself on mute. I'd love to hear from you, but I don't want to hurt anybody's ears later. Where the heck was I at? Um, okay, so anyhow, I'll talk about the techniques to ask uh, um, um, men questions. Um, how do you? What do you think about this? How do you feel about this? What's your opinion about this? So you you want to create a scenario that has nothing to do with him if you're trying to really like dig in. So. Um, you know, if you if you wondering how he feels about, or is he is he somebody that would be a cheater? Maybe you tell a story about something that happened in the newspaper, um, and ask him his opinion about that. Or you know, or if you want to find out about money, you know, find out about somebody else's scenario or a book you read or something, and ask his opinion about that. When you ask your the opinion, don't ask him about himself, because he's gonna now he's gonna be worried and need to feel defensive. And I ain't going to tell you anything. But ask him about something objective, and he will tell on himself because he doesn't, it's not about him. So he'll just tell you what he would do if it was him. So, again, those questions are, what do you think about this? How do you feel about this? What's your opinion about that? What would you do in that situation or 
do you have any opinions about blah, blah, blah. You know, and you could create new versions of those. But um, you want to ask him that stuff so he feels um, open to talk to you, like he's not going to get judged by talking to you. The minute a man feels like he's going to get judged, poker face comes on, might as well wait till the next time. You might as well go have a drink or something. So that's the first thing. Second thing, let him finish without interruption. I, I, I basically said that already, is that men think out loud when they're talking. Interrupting them is interrupting their thought process, and they may not be able to get back on track. So let them talk till they finish. Because they will let you know when they're finished. <laughs> That's how we think. That's how we talk. Third, ask for clarity, but only at the end, after he said everything, and you still are not clear. So, like, I think Eve that was asking, you know, Eve or Marion, I'm not sure which one of y'all asked me if that said you didn't understand something. You were generous enough to let me finish before I moved on and then checked in with me there. Now, I mean, I can handle it now, but that that's a great way to deal with men on asking for clarity in the conversation that you're having with them. Um, then number four, you, if, you, if you disagree with it, at least find a way to respect his views, not because you want to be nice and all of that stuff, you just want to let him continue to tell on himself if you if, if it if it need be. If he's got more to say, let him. Because the minute you start arguing with him, he will stop offering himself and he will put his mask on and, de- and defend himself rather than start telling on himself. Continue to tell on himself. Don't make a guy get defensive. Leave him alone. If you have to, calm down, walk away and come back. But don't go there if you want to know who he is and get him to tell on himself. The fifth thing is to listen without distraction. Like, turn your own brain off while you're listening to him if you have to. Hold your breath if you have to. But make sure that when you're asking these guys this, when, when you know, he gets a chance to finish. Because when a man feels completely listened to, he feels successful and important. It's the same thing as somebody listening to you and you feeling completely safe and secure. You feel nurtured and important. So leave him feeling that way, even if you end up not liking the guy, because you might need to come back to him later and to find out and tell on him about tell on get him to tell on himself to you. So um I'm gonna stop right there, check in to see um what's going on, or anybody has any opinions, any questions about any of that stuff so far. Um, I do. This is Beth. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that these are really good points. I like that you're kind of bringing it down to a human level, like like how to ask the question. Yeah. You know, and I can hear myself interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so, do that at your own like, risk. <laughs> yeah, I like that point because I am an extremely annoying person. I know that. So, um so yeah, that was, that's kind of good that to put it simply like that. So I like I like the way you're you're, you're laying it out. Thank you. Glad. Uh, as we say, you should say in the Bronx, uh, you picking up what I'm putting down. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. Just the way that okay. the man's mind works, that you have to be quiet through the whole thing. In yeah. women interactions, we react back and forth to each other. Yes. Yeah. But with men interactions, you're saying just let it. Just be with it until it's done, and then you can react. 
Yeah, so there's going to be some times when it doesn't matter, but not if you're trying to figure out who he is, not if you're trying to get him to tell on himself. If y'all at dinner, you know, ha, 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 it's fine. But when you're trying to dig in, you do not want to do that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying never interrupt the guy. I'm saying during this moment, you do not want to do that. You'll be sabotaging yourself. Got it. All right, thank you. All right. Anybody else? So, Tony, I, I'm getting from the call that if you list, if a man feels listened to, he feels successful, and also if you allow him to solve a problem for you or help you in some way, he feels successful. Yes. Okay, got it. And one quick question, if if you have time to elaborate on it, that you had said, yes. for example, the player plays because he's been hurt, he's had his heart broken. So what makes the rebel not be able to commit? Um, what makes the rebel say that again? You said, I thought I understood that you said that the rebel doesn't commit or has a problem committing. If I understood you correctly, mm-hmm. so why, I'm just wondering if you, if you have, if you understand, if you have any knowledge on that, like you had said, the player plays because yeah. he's had his heart broken. I'm wondering if there's, if you know anything about a rebel. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay, got it. So um, the rebel may have got his heart broken, but the rebel also may try not to get in trouble. Maybe he grew up as a guy who, you know, was always in trouble or always got trapped or was, was being controlled. And he's like, that ain't happening anymore. So he's actually being rebellious to his, you know, youth usually, um, you know, but chances are it might not have been because he got his heart broken. It may, but it may not. You know, maybe his parents was, was crummy to him and he's like, man, I don't know. I saw mom and dad. I don't know if I want to play that game or something. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, it's just not necessarily relationship specific for the non-committal guys to not want to commit. Players, most of the time, it's pretty relationship-specific, if that communicates. No, that does communicate, because my last boyfriend, who was a rebel, definitely had um, a mom who uh, was condescending towards him and not very, um, not very, I guess, uh, warm or fuzzy type of person. She was kind of condescending and cold. So that mm. would make sense. Okay, I got it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other questions coming out there? What else you got? Come on. Now's a good time. This is this is Genevieve. Yeah. Um, what I got from listening to the the, the last few things um, is that I, I'm doing it right. <laughs> okay. Say more about yeah. that. What do you mean? So, um, I had a really great uh, time last weekend with a with a man, um, and I did um, I did what you said. Like, I asked him to solve a problem for me. Yes. Right. Several times, twice probably, and um, gave him the tools to do it, and yes. he did it, and I said thank you. So he was successful. Um, and 
I don't think that I interrupt. I I don't think I interrupt when he's talking. Um, what else did you say? Um, did you learn anything? Huh? Did you learn any, Did you did you learn anything about his character? Did I learn anything about what? About his character, the quality of his personality, the quality of him as a human being. Well, I've known him for a long time, so okay. kind of, uh, his being is he's, he's, he's very loving. Okay. He's very loving. Um, yes. Doesn't talk much, too much about how he feels, but we did do some, um, I had asked him to practice with me this healing technique that I learned and it produced miraculous results and he was really excited and um, anyway it was just a really great weekend last weekend and um, and he called me he was in communication with me every day morning and evening for three days, and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And um, he had agreed to help me walk the dogs. He, mm-hmm. We walked the dogs last Sunday. And that was the first time I walked them together. And he's really good with, with the, the animals, so he was huge help. And um, I asked him if he would be willing to come over every Sunday and walk the dogs. And he said yes. And he was really excited about coming back. Um, but he's out of communication and he did show up today. He did so not, of course I'm, he did, You said he did not show up today? No. Got it. So, you know, I'm in my head making myself wrong. Hmm. And and or making him wrong. Like, I'm just upset. Yeah. Well, um, how, 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 did, how does it benefit him to walk the dog? Well, he loves, he loves dogs. And, yes. And from what I understand from him, he's crazy about me. And, okay. Uh, we just had, a, we just had such a, a great time. Uh, I just don't understand. And I think, I don't know what you said earlier, kind of hit that he's hiding or, yes. or he's scared or I don't know. Okay. <sighs> All right. So I'm going to give I you a tip. That was, I, I was going to give you a tip as ladies on the call, everybody on the call, I'm going to give you a tip um, that I um, did not know I was going to give. Um, it's called um, um, emotional budgeting. So um, often um, you'll find if you take this practice on that until you can actually do something about whatever you're thinking about, don't waste any energy and time on it. Like he didn't show up. That was annoying. But, you know, how long are you going to let the upset affect you? And the reason why I say that in this particular situation is because um, 
since you don't know one way or the other, it could be a good reason. It could be a health reason. You don't know what the real reason is. So you'll just be sitting there left with making up stuff until he actually shows up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so rather than that, like, you can acknowledge that it doesn't work for you, sucks, right? And then, like, find something else to focus your energy on um, because, Mm -hmm. um, because feelings are terrific servants but terrible masters. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, you know, if you let your feelings run you, it will do stuff just to get feel free, just to feel better, but it has no idea about the impact your actions will take. You know, so mm-hmm. you could be mad at somebody, punch somebody in the face, and then end up breaking your hand and going to jail, right? But you feel mm-hmm. good as you're punching the guy, getting ready to punch this person, you know what I mean? So you got to really be responsible for your feelings not so that you don't have them or, or, or really try to control them, but like work with them rather than work for them. And so mm-hmm. emot- emotional budgeting will support you around that. Does that communicate? It does. And I've been in the space of just noticing what's going on with me and yes. not reacting to it, just noticing yes. it, noticing it, giving it up, giving it up, like just, yes. <laughs> but you know, after yes. days of doing that today, I'm like, fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> got it. Oh. Thank you for doing that. So you can get free and focus on something else. And when he comes back around, he got to clean up and maybe, you know, the clean up is never going to be enough. I don't know. You know what I mean? Who knows? I'd be like, okay, he ain't here. I'm going to stop thinking about it for now. If he's your husband, it'd be a different story. You know what I'm saying? Well, with well, I have to say, you know, women different from men. Men, men think men can only think of one, only one thing at a time. They have focus. The thinking is focus. They can only focus on one thing at a time. Women yeah. can think of a million things at the same time. So I can be focused on something. Yes. But my my thoughts are always running in the background of a million other different things. Totally got it. And, and like, I know men don't do that, but women do. So it doesn't yes. matter. I can shift my focus, yes. but it's always there. It's just always okay. there. So, so, you know, we know each other, right? So, you know, I know you understand the, the concept of completion. Mm-hmm. And you also understand the concept of bracketing, right? Yes. Uh, you might want to try those. I'm not going to go into the details because then I got to introduce a whole company and oh, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Right? But oh yeah, you should try those. That's ones. definitely that what I do, right? That's definitely yeah. what I do. But okay, good, 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 good. I would love to share it with everybody, but everybody did that company's program, so I'm not going to go there. You know? Yeah. That's just that's just for you. And if anybody wants to ask me that offline, you know how to reach me, Facebook. Uh, you know, some, most of y'all got my number. You fine. So, all right, so I'm going to move on. Thank you for, for putting it out there, and, and I'm clear you were speaking for quite a few people on the call already, so um, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody else anybody else have anything they want to say or ask? Uh, I'm thinking about my 4444 sisters over there, um, my New York sisters. Anything y'all got to say? Anybody? So this is Wendy, and I'll, I'll say that it, it's, I see it as a, a blessing when a guy goes away because that leaves me space for someone that wants to be with me to come in. You know, it awesome. kind of sucks 
you know, someone's disappearing or, you know, you have a great date, you're waiting for them to call again and they don't. So it's like, okay, I get it. Next. Awesome. Yeah, I get that completely. And um, and I would do that, like, not even give a second thought. I'd be like, okay, next. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with that, Wendy. Um, typically, I don't. Um, and and in this case, I feel like it's it's a little different because uh, I've known him for so long, mm-hmm. and um, we're already friends. Um, I it just I don't know. It just occurs different for me than the dating scene. You know, where I meet somebody, I might meet him for a cup of coffee, and then he never calls me back. I'm right. okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. This one, I, 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 there's, there's already some uh, relatedness, and there's already background, and. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, you know what? We can talk offline if you want. I'm okay with that. You know. If you need it. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna move it along. Anybody have any questions? Feel free to say, "Hey, Tony," or whatever, and then you know I'll, I'll, I'll drop it in. But I'm gonna move it along now. So, you know, I said that um, at the end of this, I was going to share about um, you know a way to not just apply this, but to um, like live this this way plus more. So if this was um, you know, powerful for you. If this really worked and made sense, um, then um, I want to introduce you to uh, a program um, that I have that I'll be starting actually the same time next week. I, I figured that if you know, this time worked for you guys, um, you ladies, um, that it would um, definitely, uh, most likely, I shouldn't say definitely, most likely work for you uh, in the future. It seems like a good time. So I'm gonna, I'll talk to you about one of the programs that I'm going to be starting next week that I have. Um, if you were not on the call in the beginning, you'll hear that I have uh, created uh, one of the things I said in my intro that I created uh, at least 24 different programs. I'm going to talk to you about one of them. It's actually my favorite relationship course. It's called Happily Ever After. Happily Ever After is that basically it's fairly short, actually. It's a six-session program. I usually do it on a weekly basis. I do it over the phone. It's 90 minutes. Um, when I deliver the the call, um, the calls get recorded, and then you get access to your program, um, and you have access to your program for the rest of your life. You get your program. You know, you do the program once, you have it for life. You can see where you're at and all that stuff. You also get an email, recap notes on the call on the, each session. And then um, what you also will get is access to me for the duration of the program, online, offline, whatever. So you know, we're doing the session three weeks in, you start having, you need to call me three or four times in a two-day period, I'm at your service for the duration of the program, okay? So let me just put that in. So the program, Happily Ever After, is a systematized way of understanding how to manage relationships. One of the things that I've discovered is that, um, that there are three different developmental stages that humans have to go through in order to be able to uh, successfully um, be in a relationship. Those three developmental stages, when I say them, you'll recognize them right away. 
One is how to get somebody. Usually that's a high school, college problem, but not necessarily always. The second problem, second developmental stage, once you know how to get somebody, is how to keep somebody. So, yeah, you get able to get somebody going on a date, but if you ain't keeping them around more than two or three dates, then you'd be like, oh, gee, how come nobody wants to stay with me? And that becomes the problem called how to keep somebody around. And then, you know, we get good at being able to keep somebody around. But, you know, all of a sudden, like, we have a challenge with having a relationship work. Because, yeah, you've been in two or three relationships that's lasted a year, two years, three years, but then after the third relationship has lasted three or four years, you're still not in a relationship, and you suffered and had a hard time the whole time. You're like, what's going on? What do I need to do? The challenge is not how to get somebody because you're clear you know how to get somebody. The challenge is not how to keep somebody because you've demonstrated you know how to keep somebody. The real challenge is how to choose the right somebody, and that becomes the challenge. And so when people actually know how to choose the right somebody from the beginning, they don't got to worry about that stuff because that's actually the most important part. Even if you suck in relationships and your partner sucks in relationships, you choose the right person, you both probably suck the same way, so it don't matter. I'm being a little, I'm being a little sarcastic, but uh, but it's pretty accurate. You know, when you look at high school sweethearts that stay married for fifty years, they kind of that's what kind of happened for them. They chose the right person. They didn't know nothing about relationships, but they was committed to it. They happened to be a, a great match for each other, and if they married fifty, sixty years, they don't mean that if they separated, they would know how to do that again. But they figured out how to do that with the person that they had, right? So. Um, if you don't choose to write somebody, then you got the other two problems plus that one is a problem. And so, you know, um, another thing I discovered about relationships over the years is that people have such a disempowering relationship to relationships. Let me tell you what I mean. We think that it's easier to run a business than to manage and be in a loving relationship that works. How you know that is. You have people freely running businesses. They may say, I don't know how to run a business, but they know that real business works. There's no question, business works. But how can somebody say that Facebook that has that takes care of almost two billion people, how could that be easier to run as hard as it is than a one on one romantic relationship? People have more faith in the next start uh, startup than they have in that a relationship's going to work. And can, just here's why it's like that. You can go to Wharton School of Business. You can go to UCLA. You can go wherever they have these great business courses, these big, great business schools, and get the whole fundamental world of business. But there ain't no such a thing as that in relationships. Or they haven't been before I created Happily Ever After. I'll tell you what that looks like. Another area is surgery. Like, how can somebody be a great brain or heart surgery, and then that's easier to deal with than, um, what do you call it, than, um, uh, than, than being in a one-on-one romantically loving relationship? That don't make no sense. But we believe in surgery, and we believe in business more than we believe in relationships because we see relationships fail, and we don't know who's what and what's what. So, you know, that's one of the problems. The other, another problem is when people are teaching you or coaching you around relationships, they're usually telling you what works for them. That's one of the challenges I have personally with coaching is like, no, you got to find out what works for that particular person you're dealing with, right? And so, you know, if you're a dancer 
you know, you're doing the salsa, you're doing whatever you're doing, right? And so you know all that stuff, but you do it your way. There's some fundamental things, and then you can use those fundamentals however you want to do it, right? You do the sports, all that stuff, right? So now here's the deal. Happily ever after is that template, that business plan, so to speak, for relationships. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So I've discovered over the years by looking at temples that's been married forever, me being in relationships forever and all of that stuff, I've discovered that there's really only five major problems in relationships, five. The first, I'll tell you what they are. It's not knowing who you are is the biggest problem. Not understanding gender differences is the second biggest problem. Not managing emotions. Forget about not knowing how to manage emotions, not even realizing you need to manage emotions. That's number three. Number four is um, um, dealing with breakdowns or actually not really dealing with breakdowns. And then number five is miscommunication, which is interesting because most people be like, communication isn't first? No, it's fifth because you got all the other stuff that adds to the miscommunication. <laughs> if you didn't have those other problems, you probably wouldn't have any miscommunication. So I'll just point out one of those, those things, uh, the first one, which is the biggest problem, which is not knowing who you are. One of the challenges is that people that don't know who they are, they don't know that they don't know who they are because everybody thinks they know who they are. Everybody's lived their life. They've um, had their um, their experience. They know their history. They all know this all the stuff. But they don't know what they don't know that's getting them in the way of their own relationships not working. And so what I've discovered over the years is that there are certain, like, highest aspirations for being in a relationship. You need to know what those are. but the biggest problem is when you don't know who you are, people who do know who, you, who they are can see that you don't know who you are and they will leave you alone because they'll be like, you're not really ready. You're not really ready. I got, come back when you're ready. If anybody's ever heard somebody say that to you or you said that to somebody else, you know what I'm talking about. And so what ends up happening is people naturally who know who they are, they can only be in relationships with people who do know who they are. And people who don't know who they are can only naturally be in relationships with people who don't know who they are. Here's the reason why people who know who they are won't get in a relationship with somebody who does not. Because the person who does not will end up depending on the person who does know who they are to make them happy. And that's too much of a burden because you're responsible for your own happiness, and they don't know that's what they're doing. They have no clue. They make they make. Um, they make decisions that they don't even know they're going to like until after they get the decision and all of that stuff. So that's the first biggest thing. And if you just get that, there's a good chance you'll be able to choose somebody who's, who's right for you. But if you don't know that, then that's, there's almost nothing else that can be said about that. So, you know, we talked about gender differences, and everybody knows how painful gender differences are and how much it could damage a relationship. But it's not as painful is not as impactful as not knowing who you are, mainly because it's like a dog who ate some poison, but nope, but his master didn't get him, so he's happy he ate something, and then he dies three days later. That's what not knowing what you are, who you are, how it affects relationships. So this happily ever after, again, is six weeks. It's extremely detailed. I show you what the problems, all of the problems in those five categories are, and then how to handle all those five categories, how to handle them and eliminate them and recognize them, because sometimes you'll have two or three of those problems at the same time, and you won't know if you handle one aspect of the problem, and you still have the problem because you didn't handle the other two aspects of the problem that you're dealing with. And so, um, you know, once you understand 
all of those five problem areas, and then you understand how to manage them and how to recognize them, all you're left to do is have fun with your partner, and you'll end up being in the relationship of your dreams with the partner of your dreams. Uh, so all you end up doing is doing your favorite things with your favorite person in your favorite places until death do your part. And that's what this program is about. It's actually designed to have relationships be as simple as driving, simpler than running a business, and reliable, assuming that you know how to choose somebody in the first place. So when I talked about those three categories, knowing how to get somebody, knowing how to keep somebody, knowing how to choose the right somebody, happily ever after is about knowing how to keep somebody and how to choose the right somebody. Once you choose them, now you you learn how to keep them. So you first learn how to choose them, then you learn how to keep them, and then you also, if you don't know how to get the right somebody, you will learn how to get them just by virtue of understanding how to choose the right somebody. You'll just find a way to do it. We'll cover that. And, again, I'll be available for you for the whole time, offline, online, whatever. So um, I don't know if anybody, you know, a lot of you all have dealt with coaching coaches before. Um, this program, I'm going to tell you the price right now, it is um, – Three ninety-seven, three hundred ninety-seven dollars. Um, I take payments with PayPal, and um, if you don't like it by the second, uh, uh, second, um, what do you call it? The second session, uh, you'll get um, your, uh, you'll get a refund um, of the program. I'll make sure that you're happy. Uh, but I promise, after this one, you're gonna, you really, you're probably not gonna care about doing any more relationship coaching or any other relationship stuff because it'll be like. You, 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 you got it solved. So um, I'm making an offer to you. I know I said a whole lot of stuff, and I'm going to uh, sit here and ask any questions. Um, anybody has any questions, any feedback, I'd love to hear it. Tony, it's Marion. The description yes, of it sounds, sounds great, doing what you love with the person you love and the places you love. <laughs> yes. It sounds fabulous. So my question is, is that, my last relationship, I discovered that I am somewhat codependent, attracted to somewhat narcissistic men. So does that yes. deal with that? So does your yeah. with that with your program deal with that? Yeah, the first session. You eliminate that possibility immediately. First session. Okay. First session. Gone. Okay. Yeah. Right. First session, that'll be gone. Okay. You know, I know we've we've posted back and forth on Facebook a little bit. Um, you know, you let me know, you know, about something I sent you, and you was like, "Wow!" And yeah, no, it's that when you uh, showed the the, um, the narcissism thing, I was like, "Oh my God, that's him to a T!" And even when you looked at the stages of the relationship with the narcissistic person, even the stages of our relationship were like a mirror. It was yes. outrageous, and then that's when I got, "Wow, I'm the other side of the coin." So. I got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. First session. First session. You'll be cured of that. Cured. <laughs> you, won't okay. even, you won't even be able to go back after that first session. Wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Good. Anybody else? Um, do you have like a special? This is Beth. Sorry. Do you have like? A certain night of the week you do this, one night a week, or is it how how do you set your classes up? Um uh let me see. Good time. Well normally I was planning so I was planning on doing this as a group call, 
But if somebody wants to do it individually, I'd be willing to do that as well. So if you wanted to talk offline, but my intention is to do it on, on Sunday nights like, like tonight because it's, if you're able to be here, most of the time people are able to um, do it, you know, on the night that we do the, um, you know, this kind of call, they usually can do it. This is usually a good time in their schedule. But if you want to do it on another so, night. Tony, you know, it's, the, it's the next six weeks starting next yeah. week from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's correct. Thank you. I like clarity. Is that, is that good, Beth? That's, that's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And and the thing is, um, you, Tony, just want to look on the calendar for six weeks because it, I don't know if that takes us to Easter Sunday, but you might want to skip that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what will happen is um, I will, again, I will look at the calendar. That's great. And I will look in, uh, I'm definitely going to, not going to do Easter Sunday. I don't care what. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I will let that happen. I will make sure that's clear um, long before, you know, if anybody says, okay, I want to sign up. Uh, I'll make sure that they're clear when we have that conversation, or at least no later than tomorrow morning. All right, this is Wendy. I want to sign up. So, where, how do I go on PayPal to give you the three ninety five for ninety seven? Okay. Okay, great. So, um, how you do that is by uh, writing down my email address. My email address is p like Peter, v like Victor, w like William, h like Harry. 1005, 1005, at Yahoo. That's my uh, PayPal account um, email. And um, when you see it, you're going to see Philip Veer, because my f- official name is Philip Anthony Veer, Jr. But uh, nobody calls me Philip unless they want to see some ID. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so um, PVWH1005. And by the way, just to make it easier for you to remember the email address, it's that PVWH stands for Phil Veer Works Hard. <laughs> so um, hopefully that'll be easy for you to do to send us 397 as to work and um, uh, the call start next uh, Sunday um, and um, and that's that does anybody have any questions or comments or Tony I just wanted to say thank you it's uh, great to hear you um, yes what I, what I got from this is uh, um, I've learned a lot because of failure (laughs) and uh, so I finally now am at a point in my life where I know myself and I know what I want and um, but I want to ask you like uh, in what you teach do you yes. take into account, um, like, when you're when people are trying to discover who the other person is and their character, as you say, um, I believe a lot of it has to do with their childhood and um, their psychology stemming from their childhood experience. So Mm -hmm. at this point, I decided that I'm not going to go out with anyone who doesn't have a good relationship with both their parents. It's just just where I'm at, you know, like whether it was a bad one and it became good or, you know, I mean, everyone has trauma or whatever, but if they didn't work through it, then 
then I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. not going out with someone like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, well, I give you access. I support you in creating a list that, that actually fits that. That's called your must-have list. That's a, that's a must-have on your list. That's one of the things you need to know about yourself. And so I, I'll help you to create that. That's part of session one. <laughs> you know, and, and here's the magic. Here's the magical thing about session one: when you actually learn who you are, it's easy to recognize who's a match for you. At the same time, it's amazing, but it's very, very simple. It's 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 almost really like dead simple. simple. Yeah. Yeah, I got that now. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> It took a while, but okay. Now I just have to meet someone like that. But we can talk about that too. Yes. Yes. Uh, One more question. As I look at my calendar, I have. uh, I'm actually going to be in Italy for a couple of the Sundays. Can I do a makeup on the? Yes. And just do. Do four of those with the group, and then two could we do differently? I could, I could, I could make that happen. I, I could, I could do that. I'd be willing to do that. I'd, I'd probably have a makeup date for you know that. Just let me know ahead of time. But yeah, that works. Miss Sophia. Okay, so I talk to the, Wendy. Are you scheduling this? What? No, no. Tony, Tony's running it. I, I'm, I'm gonna participate. Yeah, this okay. is this is my friend Beth. Are you gonna? Are okay. you? Colorado time, or are you going to be here in Philly? I'm here in Philly. I came back yesterday. Okay. Oh, welcome home. Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah no, I'll, 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 I'll awesome. you know, definitely support Tony any way that I can, and you know, my my girlfriends that are on, I'll, you know, I'll take care of you. I got your back. All right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know where Sunday, I know where to find Tony. <laughs> yes, she does. Say that again. Yeah, I think I can. I can. I can get this worked out. I I really enjoyed tonight. Thank you, Tony. And then if okay. someone wants to, um, my friend was actually just leaving as we got on this call, and yes. he wanted. Know if there was a place where he could listen to this recording. Yes, I'm going to send. Um, I'm going to. I want to add the link to the event page, um, and then um, everybody that said they were coming and wanted to come, I'm going to. Um, uh, I'm going to send a link uh, through um, you know your messenger, um, Facebook Messenger. I'll send the yeah, recording. Yeah, great, link. awesome. Um, uh, usually takes uh, this this service about an hour or two before I can do that. So if I don't do it tonight, it'll be in the morning because, you know, two hours, 11 o'clock, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing 11 o'clock tonight, you know. All right, good. Thank you so much. Tony, I'm going to hang up, but I wanted to say that this call was amazing, and I am definitely committed to um, joining you in this Happily Ever After course, and I cannot do it now, but I'm definitely committed to doing it um, in the very near future. Okay. I got it. So, yeah. So right. Thank you we'll for that. We'll all, right. Have, all right. Have a great night, everybody. All right. You too, you too Eve. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you, Tony. Great job. Bye. 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 Bye.
great opening as always. Thank you. I'm going to end the recording now. Here we go. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.